I don't think people would think about how good a Malort-based cocktail actually is. Because it gets a bad rap because people just take it as shots and then make the face. Yeah. It is a good base to a cocktail. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can base it for like any cocktail. You can replace it for like vodka cocktails, gin, rum, whatever. And it does a good job because it gives a little bit of an added bitter element to it, which sometimes cuts into it. And that's why it works so well in, uh, in the uh, bloody Valentine's Day massacre. This is probably one of the best Malort-based cocktails I've had. And I've had, I mean, it's not a, a bit, like I've had a few of them. And this, for some reason, the flavors just blend together from the tomato juice from, from, uh, from the Bloody Mary mix from Clark and Sheffield, um, with the Jardinera seasoning from J.P. Graziano and the actual Jardinera garnish from J.P. Graziano. Yep. All these local flavors blend together pretty amazingly. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a pure Chicago drink with a Chicago historical uh, bent to it. Yeah, a bunch of murders. Yeah. Cheers, actually, like, actually clink it this time, you know? Today's movie uh, is not about any kind of drink at all. Well, kind of. It's about, it's, it's a, it's about a drink. Yeah. The water boy. Now, play football for this team. The world will feel his pain. <laughs> we did the Sandler verse movies. Big Daddy, um, Billy Madison, of course. Haven't done The Wedding Singer yet, which I think is no. his best movie in that realm. This is like a tier three for me. Okay. Wedding Singer, Billy Madison, Big Daddy. Although Billy Madison's better than Big Daddy, but I think they're in the same tier. And then I'd put Waterboy on tier three with like. Better than anger management. Better than grown ups. Little Nicky? Little Nicky's fucking <laughs> dog shit. That's pretty low. <laughs> um, Jack and Jill's at the bottom. Little Nicky. Grown ups. Uh, anger management. Wasn't his first movie uh, uh, Gone oh. Overboard? Yeah, I don't know if I'd include that in his universe because he doesn't even want to talk about that movie. Shut up! Billy. Uh, Maybe Waterboy is on the same tier as Grown. It's not a good movie. Well, Anne hates this movie. Uh, she, I was telling her that we were going to do this. I think that's fair. And she said, I hate that movie. That movie was awful. I want the two hours of my life back, <laughs> is, is what she said. I, I mean, I don't know. If it, but <laughs> I hope not. She wrote, rounded it up maybe <laughs> to two hours. I want the two hours of my life back. It's she not hated good. this movie. I think this is actually, I, I said on, on um, different one with Sandler where it was like, End of SNL, he's popular, he's like a cool young guy, makes a couple good movies. Oh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore is a better movie than this. Um, he makes a couple good movies, like Happy Gilmore. Not going to say good movies, people, movies people like. Yeah. Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Wedding Singer. Then he makes this. It's like 99, 98? Uh, 1998. So he, he makes a movie every single year from leaving SNL, I think. Yeah, probably. Which is kind of bananas. And I think this is the point where... Not quite oversaturated. People are like, fuck this guy. He keeps making shitty movies. But it, we're getting to the point where it's like, all right, this is kind of... Because he's doing all these voices. The voice in this is actually... Um, I think people realize because SNL, his SNL tenure is so long ago. But like a lot of the voices he, and characters he does in movies are loosely pulled from something in SNL. Yep. And he did this character with Chris Farley. It was Frank Dippy and Hank Doodle on Weekend Update where they're like regular people giving their take on the news. 100 days, this is going back to the, whew, got, it's as simple as, okay, Bill Clinton got the, let me just say that, all right, 
Make no mistake. <laughs> and he does the, the voice he does. Well, well, it's actually two characters, uh, three characters well, if yeah, you include you know, those, right? He does his voice over and over again. But, but this is also uh, Cajun Man. Princeton, Fordon, Old Dominion. Yes. From Weekend Update. Yeah. Uh, but it's also Canteen Boy. Hey, uh, Canteen Boy, can I help you with something? Uh, not right now, Mr. McGrath. Just get myself situated. Well, spoiler alert, he does the same voice like 18 different times. With yeah, like spoiler alert, different... yeah, he has one voice, right? You know, Canteen Boy is kind of that, that loose basis of, of this kind of with Cajun, Cajun man and yeah. dip and doodle, dippy and doodle. Yeah, it's and, all that. Yeah, it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah, so he like pulls, he does, the, those voices are on, uh, like, Little Nicky, he did a character, I don't remember what it's called, on Weekend Update, that was like basically the same thing. Well, it was a long summer, so let's dispense with the preliminaries and get to the rock and roll. Uh, it was the character who did the uh, uh, rock and roll reviews. Yes, yeah, yeah, with the, with the hair. Yeah. And he also, there was, a, there was a bad Weekend Update thing that he did with Spade and Farley, where they were... <laughs> They were um, from a satanic, satanic church, and they were giving food reviews. They did it one time. I know you love that whole cult thing, but uh, how about that new restaurant? Is the food good or what? The foul miss of Die, you fornicator! And it's, it's kind of funny, only if you know the guys, but I imagine at the time people thought, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Because they were like, Chris Farley was like the, the, the head of the church, and he had like devil horns on, and he's like giving a review of an apple pie. It's kind of funny. The unholy one is inside of me. But that, I feel like, is loose inspiration for Little Nicky. Yeah. But this is all, yeah. He's coming out with movies year after year, and this is the one where I, I feel like it might start to like turn a little bit and be like, why is this guy putting out shit? But it also still drew people in because of... Yes. Uh, As did Big Daddy. Well, but Big Daddy didn't have... It had like one or two lines, which again, actually came from uh, the same person who had the one or two lines in this movie uh, that that worked out um, um, you know and uh, God why am I drawing a blank now what Um, uh, are you talking about Rob Schneider Rob Schneider Rob Schneider is the stapler yeah oh yeah yeah he's the waiter yeah you can so Rob Schneider in that one he's the he's the the delivery delivery guy guy, right and like he has the 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 hilarious lines of like the one that I quote on and that hip, one is Keep Pop Anonymous. Damn you! You get him the easy one! But in this one he has You can do it. Which people still will say of a, of a generation, I'm sure if you're younger than us listening to this, you have yeah. you might have no fucking idea what we're talking about. No, right. Friends of mine will sit will do the you can do it. Yeah. So, yeah. And and Sandler said to him was like this is the last time you will ever be able to go out in public without somebody saying to you, you can do it. When they were filming the movie? When they were filming the movie. That's funny. Um, and then, of course, like, you know, the Super Bowl this year, they had a, a, a commercial with Rob Schneider where he did the you can do it. Yeah. And oh, so, yeah. like, he yeah. kind of reprised yeah. it. Um, but there's that, that line. And then the other line that I love in this movie is the, uh, you better wake her ass up because we're going to win tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, those two lines I use on a regular basis and, uh, you know, it's typical for an Adam Sandler movie to have those things where it's like, I like those lines and I'm going to, going to say them. In like junior high, high school, I remember we would say, we would call football foosball sometimes. Yep. It's from this shitty movie. Yeah. Also point about Rob Schneider real quick. I don't want to forget this because I want to stand up for Rob Schneider a little bit. 
Get up, cocksuckers. Salute the flag. Get up. Underrated talent. He gets so, so much shit, I think, and he's like considered like the Meg Griffin of that friend group because he did like the animal, the hot chick. Uh, there's, I'm forgetting one of those. This gambler rated PG-13. I mean, he could, it could be worse. He could be Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows is also talented. Tim Meadows is very talented, but Tim Meadows, what opportunities did Tim Meadows have other than like the ladies man? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, he had, like, one movie that he did. Yeah, and now he just does, like... And now he does bit roles, and, and that, then he was, uh, yeah. he was uh, the principal in... Mean Girls. Uh, in Mean Girls. Remember he was funny on that. Yeah, I can't do this. He was in uh, season two episode of The Office, where they go to Chili's. Yeah, the Chili's episode, He was very yeah. funny on that. Baby back, baby back, I want my baby back. Chili's baby back, Like, he's... That's the thing, is, like, some of them are very, very... Like, that grouping on Saturday Night Live and this is just because I think we talked about this yeah, oh like yeah. very very early on about like which groupings are our favorite on like Saturday Night Live and my favorite of, of all of them that I feel is the most talented of them all is the uh, Farley Spade oh yeah Rob Schneider Tim Meadows like that grouping yes even though of course right like the kind of next generation that comes shortly thereafter gives it a run for its money, and I'm sure that that's the group that you probably associate more no, with. No, season 20 is my favorite, even though it was before my time. So I, I grew up, I first started watching Saturday Night Live with regularity, like 99, 2000, probably. Okay. Maybe 98. I was, I was too young. I, my parents just did not care. Just, you're, the, you're an accident child. We'll just, you can watch whatever you want. <laughs> so I think 98, maybe. But I remember watching around the 2000 election with regularity because yeah. I remember Will Ferrell doing Bush yeah. and the Bush and Gore sketches. I remember we would, like, that was appointment television for us. Yeah. So that was, like, the first time I like, remember watching with regularity. Will Ferrell is, like, if not number one, he's top three or top five SNL cast members ever. Yeah. And went on to have a giant, giant career after. But when we started watching those maybe a little bit before, my parents would get, like, from the library, VHSs of old Saturday Night Live. So I would watch a ton of Farley. And I live in a van down by the river. Like, a ton of the early 90s sketches. I've seen all of them. Yeah. My favorite SNL sketch, I, sh I shouldn't say this because I don't think it is my favorite. Liar! But one of my favorite SNL sketches is the uh, Total Bastard Airlines. Oh yeah, the bye bye. I think about that every time I'm on a plane, and that's that's season 19 or 20. Um, yeah. Season 20 is my favorite because it's it's Norm Weekend Update, and then it's the last of uh, Sandler Farley. Yeah, one of my favorite ones with Sandler Farley, uh, Chris Elliott, and Norm Macdonald is the uh, the zoo sketch. Oh, the polar bear. The polar bear. Yeah, and that's um, that is. Ripped Sam off his head like so much volleyball. Like so much volleyball, yeah. What are you, the great, mighty, the mighty Thor? That bear ripped off their heads like so much volleyball. Like so much volleyball? Who are you, the mighty Thor? Uh, that is Sandler and Farley's last sketch on the show, and it was written as a metaphor for getting fired. Oh. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Written by Norm. Okay. Well, I mean, Norm, we've talked about Norm and how he... I didn't appreciate him at the time when he was on Saturday Night Live. I thought he was not funny at all. And now I look back and I go back and I watch some of these things and his, his weekend update too and his deadpan delivery and I go, I didn't appreciate this dude. This dude's hilarious. Yeah, and that, so that's the end of season 20. I think that's, that's probably one of my favorite sketches too. Yeah. It's so stupid, but just the idea of being like, 
everyone going in to kill themselves, basically. <laughs> and then at the, at the end, uh, Adam Sandler goes in and says, uh, I'm going to jump in the polar bear cage. And Norm's like, I don't know if you should do that. Uh, the polar bear's still in there. He's like, of course I know the polar bear's still, still in there. What are you, stupid? And then he jumps in. Oh, my Lord. I swear to God, Norm, that was the stupidest thing you've ever said. Where would the bear be? Do you think, I think that it got wings and flew up to Canada where everybody talks like you and says arse instead of ass? <laughs> and no one's laughing during that sketch. Yeah. It's just, it's dying. Yeah. I love that one, though. Yeah, it, that, that's a good one. It all circles back to Adam Sandler. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it tie, this ties in the Saturday Night Live to this movie, right? Which is his first iteration of the Hanukkah song from Weekend Update. Yeah. Uh, which blew up and then recorded like in his concerts, which was a thing like for comedians, but it wasn't like for, it was weird. Like the nineties were a weird time for comedians, uh, in particular comedians who played guitar. Yeah. Because it wasn't like doing a stand up set, it was a concert. Oh, no, Sandler's were like concerts and his albums were like music. Yeah. And so like even thinking about like what the hell happened to me, right? Mm-hmm. So. And those other al- and the other albums that he did that he released, which were huge in the '90s. Spit on your hand and stroke my cock at a medium pace. Hanukkah song he recorded then for one of his albums and did it live. And the line in the Hanukkah song about uh, the Fonz being Jewish. Guess who eats together at the Carnegie Deli? Bowser from Shanana and Arthur Fonzarelli. That's how Henry Winkler got this job, was because oh, of funny. that song. He fakes to the left. No, he fakes to the right. He doesn't fake. <laughs> because he reached out to Adam Sandler after he heard the Hanukkah song and was like, that's hilarious, thank you. Like, that was really, really funny. And Adam Sandler was like, hey, you want to be in a movie? That's good. And so he got this job. That uh, Funny tidbit about the Hanukkah song. Um, Sandler wrote that with Norm Macdonald and a couple other people. They didn't have like the internet at the time, so they couldn't it couldn't. There's a website now called Jew or Not Jew, where you can search somebody's names and it tells you if they're a Jew or not a Jew. They have to use it frequently, just yeah. to, out of interest. They didn't have that at the time. Not only did not have Jew or Not Jew, they didn't have Wikipedia. Yeah. So to find out if somebody was was actually Jewish, it took them sometimes a day to figure out, like find out from people if that person was Jewish. So it, like took a long time to write the song. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Did you know? that this movie for a period of time was the highest grossing sports movie of all time. Oh, so it is a sports movie. It's a sports movie. It's the highest grossing sports well, movie of all in time. In that case, Caddyshack's a sports movie, and we debated that for a bit. Yeah. Well, I think we, de- we said it, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'm, I'm indifferent. Um, so. The movie that knocked it out of the top spot. Was it The Longest Yard? It was not The Longest Yard. <laughs> the Blind Side. The Blind Side. That's fair. That's a good movie. Uh, the Longest Yard, Adam Sandler's other one, I think, is just under this movie, which this movie remains the highest-grossing sports comedy movie of all wow. time, uh, and the number two sports movie of all time. <laughs> that's kind of disgusting. Do you think uh, a lot of people hated The Longest Yard because? They like the original and the remake in comparison was shit. Yeah. Which, what do you like better, The Water Boy or Longest Yard? Probably The Longest Yard. Yeah, I think it's better. Yeah, I think it was better. Unfortunately, people categorize movies in a certain way in going to the like sports comedy movie, right? And this is the highest grossing sports comedy movie of all time. But Rocky IV did more 
And Rocky IV is the is the best and sports a, comedy movie. That is a sports comedy. Sports comedy. And a Christmas 100%. movie. Yes. But yeah, it's, uh, and, and the reason why. So here's a little tidbit on why this movie did so well, being so awful. Right before the movie started, in the trailers, was a trailer for Star Wars The Phantom Menace. And people bought tickets to this movie so they could watch the trailer of The Phantom Menace. That is so funny. And then they left the movie theater. That's amazing. Because you couldn't watch the trailer on YouTube. Like nope. now, like yeah. you, you just go, uh, it, yeah. 20 million views on YouTube for yeah. a trailer. Yeah. Holy shit. So that's, why, that's one of the reasons why this movie did so well. Waterboy, we said is shitty. Better movie than The Phantom Menace. Oh, 100% better than The Phantom Menace. <laughs> but I, so it's the second highest grossing sports movie of all time. Highest it grossing. is the highest grossing sports comedy. comedy movie. The second highest sports movie. Have you seen Hustle, Adam Sandler's basketball movie? Uh, no, I've seen clips of it, but I have not seen the whole thing. You should watch it because I think unequivocally... It is the best basketball movie ever made. Do you love this game? I love this game. I live this game. I don't think there's a close second. Okay. It is incredible. Not Tropic Thunder. Basketball movie. Yeah, Tropic Thunder. Oh, okay, is okay. A okay. Sports comedy. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. What? No, you're thinking. No, you're not thinking. Of, Tropic Thunder. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. That's uh, why you were fucking me up. That's Tropic I'm sorry. Thunder's I'm sorry. Uh, Vietnam, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm thinking of because they're, they're, they're the Tropics. Flint Tropics. Yeah, yeah, they're the Flint Tropics. Yeah, semi-pro. I was sorry. like, Tropic Thunder's not a sports movie. I mean, Tropic Thunder could be a sports movie. There's a lot of running. It's a sandwich. Yeah, it's a sandwich for sure. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Hustle, I think, is like, because I think of all sports movies, there's a lot of good baseball movies. That has the most high-quality sports movies yeah. of any sport. Then in hockey, I think most people would say Miracle's the best hockey movie. Uh, I mean, we might we could have a little bit of a debate, um, you know, because I mean we do have uh, probably the best sports comedy hockey movie of all time, Slapshot. Oh, okay, Slapshot's yeah, okay, but like best. I mean, that's fair. If you want to include sports comedies, if you like prefer a sports Mighty comedy, Ducks. Over. Mighty Ducks two. But, Mighty Ducks 3. But hockey, <laughs> hockey would be second, I think, with the most like movies people like in sports. Not football? Well, it's like football, like Rudy, which I don't think is that good of a movie. Uh, this, Longest Yard. Uh, the, Last Boy Scout. Uh, 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 Necessary Roughness. Uh, we Are Marshall. Blindside. Blindside. Okay, maybe football. Football has some good movies. All those, all those I did mention. The program. They're not all good. Brian Song. Forgetting a few of them. The Super Bowl Shuffle. That's true. There's a really bad football movie uh, about a high school team that went, like, went undefeated. I'm forgetting the name of this. It came out a few years ago. Football movies, I think, can be corny. Are you thinking, are, corny are you thinking about the one... Sports movies can be corny. The, the Friday Night Lights? Is that what no, you think? No, no. This wasn't as big of a box office oh. success. This came out in like... Because I was about a high school football team. Yeah, and I don't, I don't love that one. It's fine. I, I think football and baseball in particular can be really corny. Yeah. Remember the Titans is a good movie. I think there's elements of corniness in it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so maybe... Foot, foot, okay, so let's go baseball, football, hockey... There's not a lot of good basketball movies. What? Glory Road's good. 
then after that you get into I'm, like okay can i let's take a second here Hoosier. i i have to say i have to take real big offense with the whole glory road thing right <gasps> because Manola. because glory road is a 1966 texas western team yeah and they get all the accolades and all the everything right 1963 loyola university broke the color barrier and, it, you know, it, actually, San Francisco broke the color barrier in the 50s, yeah. University of San Francisco. They don't get any credit for it either. But Loyola, in 1963, had four African-American starters on their team. I know. And at one point, after John Egan fouled out, had five African-American players on the floor at the same time. And I would argue it's a better story than Texas Western, especially when you consider the game between Loyola and Mississippi State, where Mississippi State had to sneak out of the state of Mississippi to play Loyola in the tournament up in East Lansing. So I would argue their story is 100% better I'm not than arguing. Texas Western. And Disney you should make goes and, well, uh, thankfully, they actually did make a movie where uh, graduating senior Lucas Williamson, who is playing now for the Clippers... Um, narrated it, um, and they were showing it all around the country, all at like schools and and uh, universities, and like putting it out there. Um, it's not going to be the, a box office thing because Disney didn't produce it. It was actually produced here uh, in Chicago. But like again, like I take big offense to that whole thing, and that's not to take away from what Texas Western did because they did something that at the time was still a big deal. Yeah, but up until recently, like nobody cared or like other than a bunch of like Loyola people or Chicago people, nobody cared about that fact. And yeah. besides the and fact that- The only team in the state to ever win that The only title. state of Illinois University to win the national championship in basketball. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't disagree. And I, I, my point on Glory Road was- No, I know, but it's, I, it's, it's you said good, it. You said Glory Road and so then you just triggered me and just- I, I'm, I can I, tell. You cannot say Glory Road in front of me without me going down I got this you. path. And also, this is just like that whole story that you outlined is like untold. Like in the NBA, they had an unofficial quota for how many black players we could have in their team in the 60s. And Bill Russell recently died too. And like Bill Russell should be looked at some ways, not as Jackie Robinson maybe, but like as a pioneer. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're getting like way into the weeds on this. My point on Glory Road was it's okay. It's a decent movie. I enjoyed it. It's not. I like, refuse to see it on the grounds of it's the whole. It's good, you need, but you don't so need to I, see it. Yeah. It's not great. It's good, uh, but like that's an upper tier basketball movie. Hoosiers is like an upper tier basketball movie, but there's not a ton of good basketball movies. I would say blue you need, chips. Then you get into like sports comedy. You see blue chips? You didn't see blue chips? No, I haven't. That's the like real life story of Shaquille O'Neal and Anthony Hardaway, uh, but it's not the real life story of no, them. But it's it good. Is Nick it good? Nolte is the coach. Is this actually good or? It's it's like the program. Uh, the, the football movie, The Program. You know okay, that one, yeah. right? Which is based off of Florida State. Yeah. This is based off of, like, LSU. Uh, and Shaq is actually in the movie. And, like, because well, at Shaq the time... Well, Shaq has a pretty good acting career. Yeah. Well, it has turned into a pretty good acting career. Uh, it was not at the start. But basically, like, talking about how he took money. Like, blue chips. Like, yeah. these blue chip prospects and how they take money to go play at these universities loosely based on like some of these players so even that like that sounds like a decent plot haven't seen it haven't heard of it then you get into like space jam space jam you've never seen anything like it and um these other like silly movies hustle i think is far and away the best bet and i've i watch a lot of sports movies the best basketball movie ever made hmm. so i so adam sandler 
but I don't even think it's close. I think it's one of the five best sports movies ever made. Adam Sandler is responsible for the best basketball movie. I'm not even gonna like argue. Like you can comment that with a different one, you're wrong. Uh, the high, second highest grossing sports movie ever, and the highest grossing sports comedy movie ever. I, I mean, it's it's a little bit shocking when you think about it, because you think of Adam Sandler, you think of, you know, yeah, the penguins and uh, you know, drunken escapades. Yeah, but he's found a niche, uh, a niche rather. I he's, say. He might be the most accomplished. Right after. Does uh, Uncut Gems qualify as a basketball movie? You like to win, right? This is no different than that. Black Jewel Power. Because of Kevin Garnett? <laughs> he can, yeah. I mean, there's, I there's think, a basketball element to that, I think Hustle's better too. than Uncut Gems. I disagree. Uncut Gems. I, I, I. Uncut Gems. Right. But yo, he, he, after Kevin Costner, he is the most accomplished sports movie actor ever. Because Kevin Costner's in fucking Bull Durham. Yeah. Uh, Field of Dreams was a dog shit movie, but uh, Draft Day. Like, he, like he's a very accomplished... Um, sports movie actor Adam Sandler Adam Sandler is right there with him yeah and he likes to play uh, pick up basketball in yes, uh, shorts that actually go down to his ankles yeah. so you know that are pants yeah, he can actually hoop that look like Jankos yeah they do they look like Jankos now, but Jankos are. now that you know what they are yeah yeah but the water boy anyway uh, not as good as it's not a good movie like, I don't even no. I don't even enjoy rewatching this to be honest uh, I I don't know if I've ever rewatched it. I've seen it. A, it's been a minute, but I've seen it a couple times. I think his voice is just too grating in this. Like he does a lot of silly voices in a yeah. lot of movies, and even like Hubie Halloween. Have you seen that? I say Marco, you say Polo, Marco. Weirdo. I have not seen it. That's a tier two Sandler. But movie. apparently, this movie and Hubie Halloween are tied to each other. I'm sure. They're that all... that uh, I guess there's some sort of connection. Well, in Hubie Halloween and in this movie, you could argue that he seems somewhat mentally handicapped. Well, in this movie, for sure, you yeah. can make that argument. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, it's not about like a mentally challenged person like beating the odds, but it's like clear there's something wrong. Yeah. Um, which is kind of, kind of weird, and maybe that's a, a link. But Hubie Halloween, he does basically just a, as annoying of a voice and kind of like mentally challenged. Ah, what are we screaming at? I find that movie hilarious. In this movie, I find him too annoying hmm. in the film. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about this movie? What, where, where are you going to go? Uh, one more tidbit on it. I have like a bunch of tidbits on it. No, go, hey, drop your tidbits. But I don't like the movie, and I'm going to go pretty low on the score. I found this on a Reddit thread once, and, I, and I've never seen it confirmed by anyone in this uh, Sandlerverse, but Vicki Valancourt, the love interest in the movie, Named after Norm Macdonald's wife, ex-wife, Colleen Valancourt. Huh. Well, to that, this is the third movie in the Sandlerverse that uh, his love interest has uh, the initials VV. I know. Right? You have... Veronica Vaughn. Vicky Valancourt, Veronica Vaughn, and Virginia Vennett. Yeah. That's clearly a trend there. Yeah. I score, I'm going pretty, pretty low. Go for it. Five nine. I think it still cracks six, because people like stupid things. So I'm gonna go six one. Six one. I was between five nine and six one. I mean, people like stupid things. <laughs>